Welcome back to Believe in Baylor Football. I'm Gio Gennaro. I'm Christian Beard. It's a great week to be a Baylor Bear. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a good game. Let's jump right into it. Like and dislikes from that Albany game. I mean, I like that we took care of business. I felt like the offensive line did well. I mean, I, I saw some pressures here and there, but overall it was it was good. I mean, I watched the offensive line really closely always, you know, since that's what I did. But uh, overall, we'll be okay. <laughs> we looked pretty good. The 21-0 start, you know, the 69-10 finish. But um, as a former offensive lineman in this same program, what did you see that you didn't like from that group? We I saw some pressures. I mean, it's going to happen, especially first game. It's going to be a struggle to get all your assignments down. I mean, there's going to be those there's going to be those problems. But they still handled business. I don't want to be too nitpicky. So I think by the second game, they'll fix all those up and you know, we got to. It's going to be BYU's not going to be a Albany. That's for sure. For sure. And it's hard to nitpick a 69 to 10 win. But at the, same, yeah. at the same time, it's hard to give major props to when they beat a team that wasn't, you know, that was supposed to be a 69 to 10. Yeah. Win. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like kind of coach's mentality right there is like, no matter how good it is. I mean, coach really used to say it's not as bad as it looks, but it's not as good as it looks. So mm-hmm. you should always, always be in the middle, always room for improvement. And that's, I mean, that's football. That's any sport in general. Okay, but I have a question for you. Who do you think were the standout players that you saw? Ooh, I think, I mean, easy answer. I'm going to have to go Blake Chapin. I mean, he just saw that first drive, that first touchdown pass was just a beauty. After that, man, that's everything I needed to see in one pass, if that makes sense. I know he didn't have a perfect game, and but he also didn't have a chance to have a great game because of who we played and you know, and he was obviously benched in the third quarter, I believe. But I, I think a lot of what I got from him was eye test rather than stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did like his stats, too. I mean, 17 of 20, 214 yards, three total touchdowns. That was an impressive little game for him. I know it was the first game. And it was, wasn't the best opponent. But I, I look forward to seeing more from him, especially as we get into tougher opponents like BYU. What did you see from Chapin? I mean, he looked like he – I mean, he met the expectations. That's what we needed, especially against Albany. So, so far, so good. I feel comfortable uh, going into BYU, definitely. I don't think he could have done any better. It was a shaping. It was his show. And tons of wide receivers got chances to, you know, touch the ball, get touchdowns. So, kind of like what we expected, it's he throws the ball around. He shows love to everyone. There's not just one wide receiver, I think, that we have that touches the ball just as much as anyone else. Uh, We'll find that out against BYU kind of who our go-to guy is. Albany, a game like that, I think everyone got to play football, got to play, you know, the way they wanted to play. But we're going to see what the game plan really is uh, going forward. What do you see from BYU? Because BYU is nasty. Mm. BYU is, looks nasty, man. I know they kind of had the same little tune-up game that we had, but that they, they looked so solid. They had so many strong points that just looked great. So what do you see from them? And what do you think is going to be the biggest challenges for Baylor? Well, you know, South Florida's not, I, I don't think they're in Albany at all. They haven't had great, great seasons, but they're still, you know, they're still a, a an FBI, you know, a, a division one team, not double A. So that's still really good competition. BYU sure handled it though. <laughs> I mean, they had 573 total yards and one turnover, 27 first downs. So, I mean, that's, that's dominance. What I see from them is a team that also has it together. I mean, just overall, it looks like they're they're rocking and rolling. They're ready for for anything. We're still trying to see if that's if we can expect that from Baylor. Mm-hmm. I think we do have that, but going into this, BYU might still have a little more confidence 
and mm-hmm. I'm sure we're confident too. But I mean, their passing game, their running game, their defense mm-hmm. just looks so good. And uh, Gary Bohannon was the starting quarterback this year for the uh, South Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, they sure gave him trouble. They gave him problems, <laughs> problems yeah. they didn't have when you had the Baylor to back him up. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it, he doesn't have as much to work with. I don't know, but BYU looks good. And and Jaron Hall, BYU's quarterback, he had one interception, two hundred eighty, two hundred sixty-one yards. And two touchdowns. So, you know, it was a great game for him. On 25 and 32. Yeah. So our defense, I think especially, has got to, you know, we got to be ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully we filled those holes from last year. I mean, it's going to be a good game. And it's anyone's here. But BYU is no joke. I mean, we're we're coming out the gate really tough, really tough schedule. For sure. And on the road, that's going to be a tough game to win. I can definitely see BYU taking that one over us. That offense is just so potent. Jaron Hall, like you said, had a great game. And not only was he dangerous on the air, but he he had some legs on him. He had some little wheels on him. Mm -hmm. Um, The receiver, Puka, nasty. Yeah, he was was running the show. I mean, he was everywhere. He was a problem. He had two rushing touchdowns on three carries, 76 total yards. That's just on the ground as a receiver. And I kept seeing they had a lot of plays where they were running sweeps his way. I feel like Baylor has a history of not being great against gadget players. You know, mm, like yeah, people yeah. who we run the, the screens and the sweeps to or the trick plays. I feel like we're really good against traditional offenses and, you know, and be, but yeah. when the gadget players come in and the trick plays start coming out, I, I definitely see us giving up a big touchdown or two. Oh, yeah. I mean, BYU's offense is one of those that is pretty specific that you have to scheme for kind of like a army or a navy they run that that certain type of offense and teams will get upset by them because they're not prepared for that you know it's it's going to be different for BYU we're going to have to really the defense is really going to have to scheme that specifically and like you said the screens everything else like that that takes a lot everyone on the same page on defense getting to their spots and obviously dodging blocks getting out of blocks because they're going to have their linemen you know, pulling out into the open field and everything else. So they better be ready. They asked Baylor cornerback Mark Milton about BYU's quarterback, Jaron Hall, and this is what he had to say about him. And I'll read you this quote. He's an extremely smart player. He doesn't gamble with it too much, but he will throw the ball to number 12, which is Puka, who had a great game. Mm -hmm. And he said, and we have something for that. He said, we got something for that. What what do you think about that? We better have something for that. I mean – I don't know what it is. Uh, they're not going to tell us, but I mean, if you're scheming, if you're scheming for this team, you know, you're a defensive coach, you're going to be focusing on, on number 12, the whole game. If we can take care of that, that saves us about two touch, two or three touchdowns mm-hmm. that would, that, you know, that could happen if we didn't. So for sure, if we can, ha- we got to handle him and then the run game, they still have a great run game as well. It's not just the passing, uh, mm-hmm. Our D-line's going to have to be able to stuff those holes. We have to get pressure. That That's huge. We got to get pressure. Obviously, you know, in the run game, we got to – we can't get pushed back. And in the pass game, we can't give him time to throw either. Uh, yeah. We can't give BYU any time to throw because mm-hmm. Puka will get open any more than three seconds. I think he'll have himself a field day. But I think our D-line can do it. I think it's, I think so as well. That's one thing when I was watching that BYU game, I, I didn't – Notice their offensive line looked great and they were creating such crazy holes and gaps. And I was kind of thinking, though, well, they're not doing that against Apu right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not doing it against our defense defensive line, which I don't think you can create such not that you can't create any 
but they're splitting the Red Sea, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And, and they're running back, their receivers, all of them looked great. Not that they're not great, but I don't think they're going to look as great against the Baylor. Oh, exactly. And that's that's one of the deals. We, we're a top 10 team, so this is going to be completely different for them too. I, I Not giving us enough credit for the Albany. Uh, I'm just trying to be realistic, but mm. the, our players we have, they haven't gone against that yet either. And um, like I said, D-line, O-line up front, it's going to be, especially up front, it's going to be a whole different game for them. And they know that. For sure. And it, I mean, it goes both ways. Both teams had a rather easier opponent. They're in their first game, kind of tune-up games, and now they're both kind of, they should be ready to get smacked in the mouth now. Week two, oh, yeah. game two, this is this is where, if you're not careful, you can, that first punch is going to knock you out, you know? So, oh, exactly. So I think both teams will be on their toes. And with the new rankings, I wanted to ask you about that. Baylor now at number nine, other Big 12 team, OU now at number seven. Um, Oklahoma State at 11. What are, what are you thinking of these the new rankings? BYU's also moved up to 21. Yeah, I mean, the Big 12, they're representing in there, um, which is good. I like to see Baylor at number nine. We moved up one. So as long as we're moving up, that, that's good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see right now that Notre Dame actually is is at number eight as well. Mm-hmm. That's right above us. They lost. They're After 0-1. Loss, yep. That's interesting. Uh, they went down three is all. But they did lose to. Yeah, it was Ohio State. So, I mean, yeah, you, you can't fault them too much for losing that much. But and and I didn't expect Baylor to jump too much after, you know, I'm surprised we jumped at all. Honestly, that's, that's... yeah. I, I think the main reason we did jump is because I like, you know, Notre Dame lost. I think yeah. you, I think Utah might have been ahead of us and they dropped because they lost. Yeah, since yeah, they I mean... were number seven. I think it's a good ranking and obviously I'm biased because Baylor moved up. So that's, that's, mm. that's good to me. Oklahoma's ahead of us. I don't know about that, but <laughs> we get a chance to to deal with that later. Yeah. But overall, I think it's, you know, I think it's a good ranking. We're, mm. we're out of the double digits. We're number nine. Yeah. I think we played like a top 10 team. For so sure. We handled business as a top 10 team should. Oh yeah. BYU's 21. They, I think they jumped from 25. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could even be higher than some of these other yeah, teams. No, I think, I think as the year goes goes on especially if they pull out a win against Baylor that we'll start seeing BYU in the top 15 low low teens area because I think oh yeah I think they're gonna be nasty yeah a win like this and BYU moved up four Mm -hmm. uh but a win like this will definitely if Baylor wins this game I mean I think we'll be mm, depending on things go we could be number six and if you know Mm-hmm. fate's good to us we could be even number five but i think it'll move us up at mm-hmm. least three if we beat byu so uh and i'll be comfortable if we beat byu i'm my outlook for the season i think i think we're we're rocking and rolling from that point on i think for sure osu i think the next game against uh iowa state should be a good one mm-hmm. yeah um, and you but, and you said it in the last episode that this byu game is going to be an identity game for both oh, yeah. teams and i think I definitely agree with that. I think that we're really going to, I think that this game is going to, it's going to decide a lot of things for the season going on. And we're lucky we get the identity game really early, which is Mm -hmm. great. So that's good for our rankings. Uh, That's good for everything else, but we're going to know really early what we can handle and pretty much who we can handle at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. We take care of our business against BYU. We should be good until about that OSU game. And then it's another 
that'll be a game that'll get us to the top four, at least top five moving forward. For sure. And we also have other future Big 12 teams on this. I mean, BYU, obviously, future Big 12 team at 21. Houston mm-hmm. uh, dropped down to 25, but they're still also ranked up there. It's good to see that even though we're, we're going to lose OU and Texas soon, that we still have teams representing the Big 12 very well. Oh, yeah. I mean, these teams, in te- it's not your traditional teams in Texas anymore that are that are ranked, that are doing well. Uh, Houston, I think Houston's going to be a powerhouse once they get in the Big 12. I think the recruiting... I think it's going to hurt Baylor's recruiting and and all that too. Oh, for sure. Um, But I think Houston is going to be, is a good team, but they're, I think they will be a top 10 team. Uh, I think they will be damn good once we, uh, once they get in the big 12. And, you know, actually they just got, they got pushed to triple OT by UTSA Mm -hmm. this past weekend. And that, that was a great game. I got, I got to watch that with my uncles and um, I think UTSA and Memphis are teams that should be, about oh yeah for being big 12 additions soon because those teams have been they've been they've on the, exploded on yes in football talent and everything else i mean and, they're on the come up and they've gotten significantly better every year as a program not just as a team you know ever mm-hmm. since really marcus davenport was there but uh, ever yeah, since I he remember was him. there ever since marcus davenport was there i definitely seen that the program has been on an incline every year and i think that san antonio has a big enough following and I think that they would be a great addition to the Big 12. Oh, yeah. I think getting all those Texas cities, you know, those those major Texas cities would mm-hmm. be a huge uh, get for the Big 12. And that's like that's something that you can travel to, like even better. The old Southwest Conference, they it had SMU, uh, Houston, mm-hmm. Arkan, you know, places where you could all try. My dad played in the Southwest Conference uh, during mm-hmm. the Pony Express days. Uh, OK, but <laughs> um, my mom, she would always go watch my dad, obviously. Uh and she said it was so cool because they could travel to all the games. You know, mm-hmm. every game was a game you didn't have to get on a plane for. And so they had a, it was kind of like a high school schedule in the fact that you could travel two hours. And the farthest was, uh, you know, going to Arkansas, going to Fayetteville, mm-hmm. which was like, I think it's about five hours or something. But yeah, I think if the Big 12 moves in that direction, that yeah. would be so I, cool. That would be great for the fans, especially. And, and, and I think that would be – I think it would be a great thing, especially, like you said, we're losing some Texas te- – we're losing a big Texas team, mm-hmm. pro- probably the most popular Texas team in UT. But I think it would be huge to gain. I think the addition of Houston means that the addition of UTSA would make that much more sense. Yeah. Because, like, you know, we have the rivalry of 35, TCU versus Baylor, but we could have oh. the I-10 rivalry so easily with Houston versus UTSA. And that would literally be Houston versus San Antonio. We're, while I was watching the game, my uncle literally said he was like, this is Houston versus San Antonio. We have to pull this game through and everything. I mean, the UTSA lost. But I think that that rivalry is already there just because of how close this school is. Oh, are. yeah. I've never seen anybody say that there's, there's a Houston-UTSA rivalry. But because <laughs> San Antonio-Houston, you know what I mean? That yeah, exactly. One easily. Yeah, it's pride in those cities, too. And that's just those are just going to be natural rivalries. Um, and I think that counter if we were to get the Big 12 at some point does get UTSA and those other Texas teams, it'll it'll counter it'll balance out losing Texas because we'll have all of Texas minus the University of Texas. And I just think it'd be more fun for it would just be more fun. I know there's money involved in everything, but mm-hmm. the the fun factor for I think the players and the fans would be mm-hmm. just getting to travel all you know to those games all across Texas and then the conference you could split it up 
the two divisions. One division could be pretty much all Texas schools and the mm-hmm. rest could be Iowa state, Kansas state, all those, uh, all those schools. So exactly. And I know just UTSA <laughs> and Houston and these teams aren't the programs that OU and Texas are, but they're promising programs that can become programs like those with the help of the big 12, you know? Oh yeah. And you have, you build those rivalries. Those are games that get on ESPN. Those are games that bring the, you know, the college game day mm-hmm. and all of that. So I don't see why there's, I don't see why there's any point that the big 12 doesn't try to take over at least Texas. Yes, for sure. Uh, even <laughs> SMU, like I said, they don't have the fault. SMU has a trouble with getting fans to the games. They're a good team. It's just, they've had a, they've, they've been struggling, you know, mm-hmm. with that, but the big 12 could build those teams up and it's Texas football, you know, so it's mm-hmm. going, it, it'll become a big mm-hmm. deal, but you just need to, no one wants to watch. Yeah. In the, you know, in the uh, American conference, you don't want to, no one really cares if UConn yeah. goes SMU. You can't go to the UConn game. <laughs> For sure. But see, you're bugging if you tell me they wouldn't sell out the Alamo Dome if UTSA was in the Big oh. 12 and they were playing Baylor. Oh, yeah. That, that's I'm, that's a sold-out Alamo Dome. That's, exactly. That would be a crazy game. I'd be there I, as a fan, not even not even I as mean, a journalist. I, I played there. They, they get rowdy over there. Uh, yeah. they, they had the... I mean, I know they sell beer in the stadium, so their their fans are yeah their fans are are going. They're ready for Baylor for it, fans. So I can only travel. imagine. <laughs> yeah, Baylor, exactly. Baylor fans might travel to San Antonio simply because of that. <laughs> yeah, but it's so especially these days, it's so comfortable just to watch on your you know big flat screen TV. Anything mm. farther than what two hours? Yeah, you know you're just like I could just sit at home. Yep. That would open up the the market for the Big Twelve. I think the Big oh, like I, said, I think the Big Twelve could take over Texas if if they wanted to. If yes. they wanted to, yeah, please Big Twelve do it, y'all. That would be great. Please do that it. Would be great. That would be great. And, and I, change a, the name. No, if we don't have twelve teams, just change. Yes. The name, please. Just change it. <laughs> yeah, and take it from a San Antonio native, man. Those are some of the best fans out there. You know, give if you give them a team to root for, oh, yeah. they're rooting for that team. Exactly. It's a it's a no brainer to me. But you know, what do we know? What do we know, man? <laughs> <laughs> what what I am gonna say is, rest in peace to former Baylor coach Guy Morris. He died at yeah. He died at seventy one in his home on Monday, and big rest in peace to him. Prayers to his family and anyone affected. Yeah, he was a. Uh, we were actually pretty good friends uh, with that with guy morris and them i remember going out to his ranch i was younger but we got to his ranch sometimes i don't know why we were specifically why we were out there but he had horses and all that mm. so growing up he was he was someone that was always just a, a great guy he my brother jody uh who played uh back in the day he was the he was the coach for baylor at the time and mm-hmm. you know nothing but praise for for him uh, is all I've heard. He's always been a stand-up person, so that's a, you know, that's a tragic loss. But yeah, condolences to his family, for sure. And I hope our audience can join us in this moment of silence for him and his family. I, rest in peace. I, I just it, I saw it right here, and I wanted to make sure we yeah. mentioned that on. Um, Wow. I'm going to ask you real quick. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm. Uh, so what it comes, so this week, Texas plays Alabama. Do you think Texas is back? 
Because if Texas is really back, we're going to find out. Okay, I agree with that. If we find out this weekend, <laughs> and I don't want to put too much pressure on that, because obviously you they can get spanked by Alabama and still be back. <laughs> that, that, that's just the harsh truth but of if college Texas football. Is really back. But if Texas is back in the way that Texas wants to be back, we find out this weekend. I don't. Th- I don't see Texas winning this game. I just don't, and I, I don't have a lot of crazy, you know, journalist reasons or like <laughs> something I can break down and like Shannon Sharp or Skip. For this one, it's more so. This is just a, from what I've seen and my gut feeling is Alabama is going to take this one with, with you. But it'll be a good okay. game because it's in, in Austin, UT has home advantage. They, if if they can make it a game this is their best chance to you know this is their so, best opportunity to say we're back so my buddy dodge is a uh he's a big texas fan and he saw mm-hmm. the uh the believe the believe uh top 10 that was voted on uh-huh. and it had a&m at number five yeah and i guess he thought it was my fault that a&m was number five <laughs> and he was just like super mad at me he's like why do you think a&m's number five what, whatever i was like i don't they're number five i don't know and they're six on the ap top 25 poll so not the only people but mm-hmm. i was talking to him about it and we were thinking if texas only loses by two touchdowns then that's a that's a small win you know that's a pride it's a pride thing so yes i don't think texas can win but will they get their pride like will they get their pride just completely stomped in i have no comment on that either way it goes <laughs> Uh, I just like to mess with Texas fans in general because yeah, no, for sure. We, they've been struggling and it's, it's fun. I, I'm at some point they won't be, we'll eat our <laughs> words. I'm sure. But right now uh, I'm enjoying it. They're they're going to be nasty. Like in two years. Yeah. <laughs> in like three, two to three years, Texas. Four, will be nasty. But they have to keep their head coach. They have to keep their yes, head coach. They have to stop firing their head coach. Stop firing their head coach. It's, it hurts recruiting. I tell them, I, I told my buddies like, yeah, we're getting rid of, you know, this guy and this guy and this guy. I'm like, but recruiting, like you don't understand it's going to hurt recruiting. It's I know y'all are at the university of Texas, but they want kids want their coach yeah. to be there. Their yeah. coach is what recruits them. That's, that's For how sure. they know their scholarships are safe and everything else. So don't fire, you know, whatever happens, I hope Texas doesn't put their coach on the hot seat uh, mm. against that for a loss against Alabama, uh, no matter what, <laughs> but that would we'll be see. tough. That would be a tough one. Hey, Very excited for that you game. You lost to Alabama, so we got to let you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it's going to, yeah. there's going to be some growing pains and obviously go to the SEC. No, for sure. And shout out to, to my man, Marcus Curry. He's a UT student. He, he's been suffering as a, as a UT <laughs> student these past couple of years because I know if anyone wants UT to be back right now, it's him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and my buddy Dodge, he went to Baylor and I'll give him this. We went to, to Texas to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at warm-ups and I saw him he was he was standing he's obviously in the crowd and he was watching the offensive line warming up and he's wearing a Baylor he was wearing his Baylor uh polo and I mm-hmm. just want to say that I'm really proud of him but <laughs> he bleeds burn orange even though he's a Baylor bear it's a complicated uh it's a complicated uh thing I don't no, know I, why. I, I get that so I actually grew up a UT fan because my grandma went to UT and then a lot of my other family members went to UTSA. So I kind of grew up a roadrunner longhorn, but okay. then I, then I, then I was like, well, I'm going to go to Baylor. So, so since then it's been, <laughs> it's been horns down and there we go. And you know, I love, I love you grandma, but I can't, I can't root for UT. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, like I said, we got we got to take advantage of it while we can. Why Texas isn't back? For so sure. I'm always I, gonna heckle. I definitely don't think Texas will be back while they're still in the Big Twelve. They better not be. But I think their first year them. in the SEC, their, yeah, yeah. their their first year there, I think they'll probably be be nasty because they have some crazy recruiting classes. But yeah, since you since things have changed and the yeah. and the whole recruiting process, it's not it's not the same anymore. Yeah, uh, I didn't get offered uh, any money, uh, but <laughs> now you can now you can be making bank. So uh, Texas can definitely make that happen. They can yeah. they could throw some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're a player's way. So for sure. Hey man, we'll it makes you feel better. I didn't get offered any money either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least I got school paid for. I'm, I'm not complaining, but <laughs> that extra cash would be, uh, would still be nice. No, for sure. And NIL needs to hit me up. Cause <laughs> yeah, I got some eligibility left. Yeah. I got some, I got some, some things to pay for, you know, <laughs> you're in the portal. All right. It's official. <laughs> That's all we have this week, folks. Thanks for joining us. And we'll be back with more Baylor football. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.